And I'm Sierra. And you're listening to Hoochin' and Hollerin', a podcast where we do our favorite things, drink, and talk. This week we're diving into Season 1, Episode 2 of Bridgerton. Uh, we do need to let you know that there will be some spoilers. Mm-hmm. So if you haven't seen season, Episode 2 or the season, you probably shouldn't listen because I talk about... We talk about a lot. Yeah, we talk about things. <laughs> we talk about a lot. And I also talk about things that happen in other episodes. Mm-hmm. So don't listen if you don't like spoilers. Um, there also will be some light swearing. Yes. Because I, I cuss. Very light for me. <laughs> I cuss. Sierra doesn't. If you don't like swearing, I'm sorry, but I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> so we're going to jump into our brief episode recap. In this episode, Daphne gets a taste of life with the Duke as her suitor. Um, as they attend more and more balls together, Anthony grows more angry. Uh, meanwhile, Burbrook is very persistent with his marriage to Daphne, and tensions rise until Mama Bridgerton handles it. Thank God. <laughs> the Featherington's cousin, Marina, is locked in a room because of her condition, and Penelope grows more and more curious as to what that means, and how does one come become with child? As this episode progresses, um, we get a glimpse of the Duke's childhood and the part that Lady Danbury plays in his upbringing. Um, so that's a little preview of all the fun things we have to talk about today. But first, hooch. Uh-uh. Oh, sorry. I was, <laughs> I was drinking. Um, so each episode, we're going to be sipping on a specialty cocktail that goes with the theme of whatever we're watching or reading at the time. Today, we're drinking slow gin fizzes. Mm-hmm. Um this isn't quite a 19th century cocktail. I know last episode we drank, what was it? Um, gin, gin something. Something with gin. Last Not time memorable, we drank, obviously. Well, it was horrible. Last time, we, <laughs> last time we drank something with gin, this time we drank something with gin. The slow gin fizz is an adaptation of a 19th century cocktail, which was just mm-hmm. called slow gin. Um, anyway. Slows are basically these little blue berries that grow in Britain. Um, they apparently taste terrible, but they use them in a drink. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, so despite how awful they tasted, the Brits found a really cool way to make them taste good, which was soaking them in gin and a little bit of sugar. Um, the slow gin that this drink is based off of was originally used as a winter drink to sort of uh, warm you up, Mm -hmm. which is perfect timing for us because we're in the middle of winter right now. Mm -hmm. Um, It wasn't until Americans came along and got a hold of it, and we added some citrus and some club soda, and it became the summer drink people know and love, which is the slow gin fizz. So that's a little background. Um, This is probably probably the last... I hope so, because we are done with gin. (laughs) The last gin cocktail we're going to have because gin is gross. Um, this one tastes like medicine. It tastes like medicine. Yeah, it tastes like if you were to put cough syrup mixed with, like, vodka, and then... So, obviously, we didn't sit here and soak slows in Mm -hmm. gin because they don't grow here, I don't think. Um, so we were able to just buy slow gin from the liquor store. Yes. And so this cocktail has that, slow gin... Simple syrup, lemon, and club soda in it. It tastes like cough syrup. Yep. Or, I mean, it's a little Kool-Aid-y. Which I guess more is more simple syrup. It, it's kind of like a winter drink. It was meant to warm them up. Yeah. The Brits 
and Americans were notorious for using alcohol to cure diseases <laughs> so, like, or, or illnesses. So that's what it tastes like. This is probably the last time we're going to have gin. Yeah. So sorry if you really like gin, but we're moving on. <laughs> okay. Should we dive in? Yes. Cool. Okay. So we'll start our scene by scene. This episode starts with the birth of our beloved Duke. Um, it is truly a t- horrible scene. Yes. His mom, Sarah, the Duchess of Hastings, is screaming and straining and bleeding all over the place. Papa Duke is outside with his, like, friends or I don't even know, butlers or whatever. They were just outside the room pacing. And he's like, I must know if I have a son. Not even considering her well-being or, like, is she okay? Nope. Mm. Just trying to figure out if I got a son. Um, Lady Danbury is um, Sarah's best friend. She comes rushing down the hall and tries to get into the room to support her friend. And old Duke is like, this is no place for a lady. Which makes no sense because... Literally. First of all, the room is filled with women <laughs> and the one male doctor. Because yeah. you know, women couldn't be doctors. But also, like, someone she knows should be in there. Yeah, with her. She's doing this alone. Literally. And from the book, it's not the first time it she's really, done this. It really has me... So I've given birth. Mm-hmm. And if I would have had no one in... I could only have one person in the room because yep. of COVID. Yep. And that already was a very emotional thing for me because I wanted my mom and my grandma there. Mm-hmm. I had to settle for just having my husband there. Which... <sighs> <laughs> but the thought of not having anyone... Yeah. Just that's the like doctors so is, heartbreaking. Yeah. It's very sad. Oh, my God. I hope when I one day have a child... It I'm going to be in there. It'll be a party <laughs> to distract me from what's really going I'm bringing, on. I'm bringing some drinks. We come on. Well, the baby's already coming out. Exactly. That was my thing. Okay, so um, Simon is born, and old Duke comes screaming in and wondering if he has a male heir, Um, and we're like, let's calm down here, because poor Sarah, she just had a baby. She even gets to touch the baby before. They don't even let her hold him. She dies Mm -hmm. without ever, I'm sorry, she dies without ever having held her son. Yep, it's very, it's a sad scene, guys. Um, But Sarah, she like swells with pride she looks to lady danbury and say i gave him a son that's like she wanted that's all she wanted was that's to give him a son wanted. and then she died without ever being to meet him um this scene compares to the book very well um i'm pretty sure they opened the book with this scene yes it was a it was a duke flashback scene they opened with yes. i believe yeah um yeah so in in the book they <laughs> Oh, Duke literally, like, runs the streets screaming, I have a son, I have a son. Um, Talk about male fragility. He was so concerned with, like, having a male heir and proving that he could have a living child born. Yeah. Because what's not talked about in the show is that Sarah has lost several children. Yep. Like, she carried a couple to full term Mm -hmm. and they still died. And the doctor told her, like, at your age, you should not be having another kid. And she was like, nope, I'm going to give him a son. Yes. That's all he cared about. So Simon was very lucky. I'm happy he made it. So we find Simon at Hastings' house uh, where he grew up. He's sort of roaming around. He looks into his mom's chambers and is sort of, like, reflecting on the woman he was never able to meet um, and the father he despises. More on his father later. Um, Simon truly hates being in this house. He has no good memories of it. Mm-mm. He would rather not be there, but, you know, it society dictates. Yep. He puts on this show, essentially. So, Whistledown is talking about how Daphne and the Duke <laughs> dance 
twice at last night's ball, uh, ball, which if you're not familiar with high society courting, that's like the maximum amount of dancing you can do with one guy without mm-hmm. like causing a scandal. <laughs> like imagine. Like you dance three times. Oof. Y'all might as well You're ruined. Married. You might as well <laughs> It's over. No man is ever going to look at you. Um, the queen is obviously very invested in what Lady Whistledown has to say. Yes. She's like, is waiting every single day to get this scandal sheet and like drops everything she's doing as soon as she has it. Um, I find it interesting how invested in this lady's mm-hmm. gossip rag she is because she's literally the queen. Like, I feel like if you wanted to, you could get all the gossip yourself. Yeah. She like, can also go other places than being... She stay up in that she day. Stay, she's bored. That's why she's like, man, that's, where's my where's my E! News weekly? That's probably, <laughs> that's probably what it is. I've been there bored. All she do is eat. Ooh, do wait. drugs? Yeah, do drugs. The queen is a drug addict. She is. She said, "Ain't nothing else to do." My my husband's sick. We'll talk about that more later. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So Simon meets Daphne later in the day um, to promenade around the park, which basically means they just walk, kind of showing off. Um, again, visuals, people, make sure you take all of this in. The water's super blue and the grass is really green. Blue I is love. a big color yeah. in this show. And yeah. I like it. I'm here for mm-hmm. it. I love blue. Love, love blue. Greens. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so everyone's watching Simon and Daphne. Lady D and Mama Bridgerton could not be happy, could not be like happier over this match because they think they did something by setting them up, which in hindsight is pretty sad since they literally did not trick these two into getting together. Um, you know, the Duke and Daphne made that decision. We do, however, agree that it was a win for Lady D and Mama Bridgerton. So it really shows how much Daphne and Simon have learned for the the women in their lives. If Daphne were to bring this to Mama Bridgerton, I'm pretty sure she would be very proud of her daughter. She would have been like, okay, scheming. Okay, let's do it. Um, so during this walk, during the promenade, Simon and Daphne are negotiating the terms of their faux relationship. Um, so they agree on six balls, which mm-hmm. that's a lot of balls. That's a lot of balls. And they win between six and eight. She's like, eight. He's like, no. <laughs> they, that's a lot of balls. And Simon has to send her a bunch of fresh flowers. And Simon's like, what the hell are you talking about? I don't want to do that. And Daphne's like, if you tr- were truly courting me, you would buy out every flower shop in town. First of all, Daphne is cocky. She knows what she wants. Second of all, <laughs> I wish someone would buy me flowers. You don't like flowers like that, do you? I like tulips. Tulips. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jeffrey, if you're... My my husband does the producing. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeffrey, if you're listening to this, I w- would love some tulips. Yep, right, right in time for V-Day. Right in time for V-Day. So, yeah, Daphne's like, you'd buy out every flower shop in town, and Simon grossly says, if I were truly courting you, this is what he says, if I were truly courting you, all I'd need is five minutes in a drawing room alone with you. First of all. <laughs> Daphne, I don't know if she likes responded to that. She, she doesn't just respond like, to it, because I don't, I don't all, think she gives she what it means. She doesn't know what sex yeah. is. So, okay, so, so she is like, why? I think she's looking at him like, why? What? What? She literally, she what are you literally talking is about? confused. She's literally confused. Second of all, not a good look for the Duke. Because, like, 
Five minutes. Five minutes. <laughs> what you doing in five minutes, sir? Nothing. That's all we need. You're I guess. doing literally nothing. Men are truly the weakest link. I hate. I hate it. Wait, what are my favorite flowers? Because I said tulips right you when you like said lilac. Tulip. Okay, I like the smell of lilac. Yeah. What's your favorite flower to get as a gift? Um, your drink's almost gone. You really like it. I told you mine tastes like Kool Aid, so I'm good mine with it. Mine tastes like cough syrup. I feel like Lil Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. And I'm going to be good and tipsy because I didn't eat today, so... I had a bowl of cereal, that's all I had. Yep. What is your favorite flower to have? You like lilacs, the smell of lilacs. Um, I don't think I... Roses are okay, but I really prefer, like, the wildflower mix. Mm. Like, colors. Mm-hmm. Um, sunflowers are okay. They don't, like, sit right in the vase. I, I have tried to have sunflowers, and they die within three days. Yeah, I they're too... Yeah, they're too finicky. Yeah, I don't like them. Okay, so... They're cute, though. Tulips and lilacs or wildflowers. Got it. Yeah, got it. Okay. Um, now we enter the Featherington home, and the daughters, they kind of already know about their cousin's uh, condition. They keep calling it a condition. Yeah. Like Which is sick. like, yeah. Like I guess the disease. And also, I think she's like 20-something. I don't think she's that... She's not old. But you know, that is pretty young back then to have... Or one, you're not supposed to be pregnant without a husband, so... Mm-hmm. We can see why they call it a condition. Um, so, Penn can't really understand why she can't visit Marina and why she has to stay in her room. Um, but Lady Featherington literally says, it's catching. So, no, don't visit her. Which don't look at her. she's don't. contagious. <laughs> she's like, it's in the water. So, no. And her girls are legitimately scared. Yeah. They're like, because they don't know anything about <laughs> sex or how babies are made. So, they're like, excuse me? Like, they're genuinely terrified. <laughs> So later, Eloise and Penn, they take a walk, and Penn shares um, Marina's condition with Eloise. Um, at this time, she doesn't really tell Eloise that it's Marina. She just said one of her, one maids, of the maids, yeah. yeah, is with child without being married. They both stop like, well, well that doesn't make sense. They literally mean she's saying. Yeah. <laughs> so this is ridiculous in today's age, but in that time, if you... Um, if you weren't in these streets, you were sheltered. <laughs> you were sheltered to know, um, you were sheltered from knowing what happens between the sheets until the night of your marriage. And then your mom gives you the talk. Oh my God. How? Too late. That's too, too late. late. The That's day of. Too late. The day of. That's too late. Imagine marrying someone with never having had sex with them. Yeah. Cause how do you even know what, how do I know if I like you enough? Too, too bad these poor women oh my god this okay. is your man until death no divorce oh my god yeah he actually owns you now so have fun no bank account no money nothing of your I own I would not have made it in yeah. the 1800s burn me at the stake they what did we burn- say I think we said this last time they would have burned us as witches um, in this scene we get to learn a lot about Eloise she talks about wanting more than just marriage and children um, she thinks women should be able to make their own decisions in their own way in the world and attend university. Um, we'll dive more into that a little later. I fucked with Eloise. Yeah. With strong Eloise. woman. This drink is strong. Yep. <sighs> okay. Yep, because at this rate, I think we've been talking for a while now, and we are not through no. much. Oh, my God, okay. <laughs> After their walk, Eloise runs in... Um, to her home she runs mm-hmm. in because they all hang out together all the time so mm-hmm. she runs into the Bridgerton drawing room and she asks her family how one becomes pregnant she just is like who how <laughs> and um there's just a silence before mama Bridgerton is like 
don't talk about that. Don't ask questions <laughs> like that. She's like, what is wrong with you, you heathen child? And Daphne... Daphne is like an anxious person. Why is she playing the piano so quickly? Yeah. Like she's playing the piano. It's like forte. rapidly playing the piano. And she's I was just like, I don't know why she's asking these questions. Whatever. Um, I find it really odd how mm-hmm. closed off Violet is to her children, or at least her daughters, in terms of the sex talk. Yeah, because it seems like they're a big, happy family. They're like very They're very close. close so seems. why wouldn't they? It's so, just not... You don't feel comfortable enough to talk about sex with them, mm-hmm. though. But it's just not a thing. She and said this... her mom also, gave, in a book at least, her oh, mom yeah. also gave her the talk the night before like that. So yes. she just... But I hope her yeah. mom gave her a better talk than... The talk I she doubt gave it. Daphne is I doubt truly it. horrendous, which is doing a great disservice to your daughter. Yeah. If you're going to wait until your daughter is about to get married to tell her what sex is, then tell her what sex is. Yeah. Because <laughs> Daphne went into that scared didn't know what was about to go down Mm -hmm. and that's how the duke played her Mm. in the book she was just like what and what else and her mom was like that's yeah that's that's all that's about it and Daphne's like you're not telling me everything you can't be she was (sighs) like yep and then certain uh you have to consummate the marriage you have to consummate (laughs) what what else what else how what does this entail so that whole scene goes down, and then a bunch of dudes come to talk to Daphne. Mm-hmm. So her plan with the Duke is working. <laughs> yes. So Daphne is overjoyed. Um, this means that her and the Duke's plan is working, like you said. And then um, here's Anthony and Burbrook fighting their way through all of these callers. And Burbrook, of course, he's appalled. He's offended because he already had plans to marry Daphne. And Anthony's like... Don't worry, I'll handle it. You have to go home. Everyone has to go home, and we're going to settle this today. Um, so Daphne and Anthony, they talk about it. They are arguing. Violet's also there. They are like, Violet's like, there is no one else but the Duke. That's I'm pretty sure that's what she said. And you know, Is a verbal agreement that strong? I don't know. They were of their Why word. Why would Anthony want her to marry Burbrook so badly? that he would ignore all these other men who are obviously interested. Right. I don't know. He didn't even check out these new men because right. they're probably not the same men. Right. But, um, so after Violet brings up the Duke, Anthony tries to explain to them that the Duke will never marry. He said it in a club. He's, like, he I'm says not it getting... every four seconds. Okay, when they say the club, I think of the club. The and they club. say the club as in, like, the place to gamble or whatever. Right. So he said in the club, he says never, he'll never marry. Marrying him is... Or per, even pursuing him is a waste of time. Um. So next scene we cut to not one, but mm-hmm. two fine ass men. Oh <laughs> lord! Um. And they're boxing, so it's like real hot and real sweaty. <laughs> oh my god! They're like listening. It's the Duke and his bestie for the resty will. Um. Mm-hmm. This is real. This is his real. Yeah. Bestie. That's his real best friend. Anthony, we said that was his bestie. They're the first frenemies. Ep- they're, yeah, they're frenemies now. And they're like, you know, you have like your rich friend. Your school friend. This is your like friend friend. Yeah, yeah. Will is a boxer. um, So the Duke is always like boxing with him. They're talking about Daphne and Will is like asking questions. Like, hmm, you seem like you like her. Um, Angry Ant walks in, aka Lord Cockblock Mm -hmm. walks in. (laughs) Um, He is 
he always comes into rooms like that. He always comes storming in. Like in. That. I ain't never seen him walk in no room regular. He always looks like a villain, ready to. Oh my god, it's those he needs cyber. to relax. So Anthony confronts the Duke and makes it very clear that he does not want him courting his sister anymore. Um, Simon's really cocky because one, he knows he looks good. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, I look good. I Two, can fight. He can fight. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so Anthony is like trying to get hits in, but he's, I don't think he gets one punch in. He did, in. he did. Did he get a yeah. punch in? I didn't notice because I was too busy staring at Simon's <laughs> I chest. I think it was the part when he, he mentioned Burbrook and Anthony, um, Simon got distracted and Anthony got a hit in. Mm. After seeing this three times, you notice things like this. Yep, yep, you sure do. Um, Anthony basically tells him like, listen, I gotta do what's best for my family and my sister fucking around with you is not what's best for mm-hmm. her you don't want to marry her so leave her alone yeah. i can see where he's coming from but also i get it let her make her own mistakes i get it but i also don't care yeah i also don't care <laughs> mind your business so in the book um simon's not nearly as good a fighter as he is in the show Anthony's actually able to whoop his ass pretty well <laughs> over daphne multiple times um I'm fine with them fighting. First of yeah, all, get it out. Whatever. Get it out. Second also, all, men can probably take fight in their shirt on each other. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I care about. <laughs> so we have another flashback scene of the baby Duke. Um, I love these scenes because we get to learn more and more about Simon. Um, he's such a loner in a show. And so you question, like, where's his family? Does he have family? But the writers do a good job showing his um, childhood with these little flashbacks. So we focus on Baby Duke. He's about four years old. He's sitting at a small desk with his um, teacher or his like... I think they call it governess. Governess? Okay. Yeah. And she's... Um, that's how he has class. By himself, not in the classroom. It's just him. That's how rich people used to get taught. Yeah. By themselves. He could have went to school, but they didn't put him in school because he couldn't talk. Oh, yeah. Maybe so he would have went to like a he would have went to school. yeah I think he would have went to like a prep thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so his dad asks about his progress. Um, at this age, Simon uh, Simon should be talking, but he is not. Um, the governess assures Papa Duke that he is in fact amazing in his letters. He knows like he knows how to read, he can write, but that is not good enough for the future heir of Hastings. Um, he scolds Simon and decides he's going to beat him until he speaks, which is. He literally picks up in the book. He a picks brush? up a brush. Yeah, does he pick up a brush in the show too? He picks up I a think wooden it was, brush. I think it was a brush and bowl. He's yeah. about to beat this child. He's like, okay, I'm gonna I'm make you speak. Trigger warning. Are you sorry, gonna, guys? Yeah, but are you gonna make him cry? Like, you gonna make him speak? Like what? Well, I guess this man is obviously he did Simon. <laughs> so Simon, when he pick when um the Duke picks up the brush, Simon says no. So then it's a little hope in the Duke's eyes until he notices when Simon starts to speak, he has a stammer. So I feel like that's worse to him. Like, so. Yeah, he, he'd rather he don't talk at all yeah. than talk with a stammer. Yeah. Couldn't, but stammers are, can be remedied. Yes. Like he you calls, just go to speech therapy. He calls this one a halfwit. Mm-hmm. And an imbecile. And Jesus. then he declares that Simon is dead to him. And then we end the flashback. So very sad. Very sad. Um, we move on from one sad scene to another, folks. Sorry. Mm-hmm. We're back in the Featherington house. Nothing good ever happens in this house. Um, it's very re- Actually, nothing good nothing happens good this happens whole season. Um, it's, oh, except for when her, one of the daughters gets a 
caller. Yeah. I don't know that if it's Philippa or Prudence. It's, um... One of them gets a caller. The guy who's always... I think it's Philippa. Yeah, she gets a caller. Philippa's the cuter one, I think. Yeah, truly. Um, so... Finch. His name is Finch or Filch or something like that. <laughs> I think it's Finch. We are... Guys, this is a crossover episode. Harry Potter in 1800s London. <laughs> Oh well, God. it is because if you think of Fitch and Filch, and then you think of Burbrook and um, dude, Wormtail. So the Bridgertons live in the same country as uh-huh. Ho- like Hogwarts, Hogwarts is there. I think Hogwarts is in Scotland. Scot- yeah, but this is blown. I mean, that's where the train. The train is there. Yeah. <gasps> was this the same time? Was Hogwarts around when Bridgerton oh was close? Okay. I can't date back. How? When was Hogwarts built? Like 1600. So it definitely was a thing. This Look at these muggles. My yeah. Look at these muggles. I like this. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Anyway, um, we're in the Featheringtons' house. Yep. Okay. Pen creeps into Marina's room. She's not supposed to be in there, um, but she brings her a tray of sweets and just wants to like, check in on her. Mm-hmm. Pen is very sweet. Um, Lady Featherington has Marina locked up like Rapunzel. She's like, you're yeah. not going nowhere. Don't talk to no one. And also, am I supposed to be in this room for nine months? Listen. You can't hide me for that long. People are going to start talking. <laughs> um, Penelope finally asks the question she needs answer to, answers to, like, how did you get pregnant? Mm-hmm. I don't understand. And at first, Marina fucks with her. She's like, oh, it's because I ate cake. <laughs> Pen with Penelope, a piece of cake in her Penelope, hand. Penelope's literally like, I'm definitely going to get pe- pregnant. <laughs> I eat a lot of cake. <laughs> like, that's what I eat. Um, but then Marina's like, no, it's love that mm-hmm. causes a baby, which still super vague. The women in the show are super vague about sex. Yeah. So she tells, so Marina tells Penn about this guy named Sir George, who she met um, in a church back in her hometown. They hung out, and they obviously had sex. Yep. Because she's pregnant. She left um, that part out. We hung out, and I'm, now I'm with child. Right. So then he goes off and to fight for Wellington. Don't know who that is. He went to fight Wellington. Fight Wellington? He went to fight Wellington, a person in Spain. Who's or that? Or a place in Spain. Anyway. <laughs> or a... <laughs> he went, he's in Spain in the army now. Okay? He's fighting for Wellington, against, against Wellington. I don't know. I, looked, I tried looking up to see if this was his, some, you know, some historical... Thing and when I googled it, I don't know. I got confused, so I stopped. He's in Spain. Yeah, it doesn't even matter. He wrote her a while. He wrote Marina a while back, and now mm-hmm. Marina's writing him back, just yep. trying to figure out like what we gotta do about this damn baby. Yeah, come and get me. I have a bait. Come, come get me. <laughs> hey, I'm pregnant. Come get me. I love you. Thanks. Thanks. Um, so we cut very quickly to the queen looking uninterested. In a beautiful gown. The queen be dressing. <laughs> yes. Wigs snatched all the time. Jesus. Um, so, fun fact, according to Oprah Magazine, there were over 7,500 costume pieces designed mm. um, by Ellen Mirosnik. Good job. Yeah. 7,500 costume pieces. I think Daphne alone had over 1,000. And and Let I can't show you. you. I can't remember 1,000. Dri- like I- <laughs> Daphne Dripper Ground Bridgerton. Let me tell you. So they every so they had promenade outfits, outfits per balls, balls. outfits different at dinner, dinner, outfits different to even be like hanging out in the house. Daphne was changing outfits yep. like three or four times a day. Mm-hmm. Wow. 
Um, so kudos to the design team because mm-hmm. that's it has to be a ton of work they put in especially with all, how intricate the costumes are and for this to be the first season of a show this budget was probably huge it had to be yeah. yeah so um the queen is very unimpressed with the acrobat performing in front of her um and she's fed up with whistledown not reporting an engagement to her proclaimed diamond of the season She's like, um, so that's she decided, not about to make me look stupid. Right. I, you know, this was my prediction, and I don't see... Also, guys, it's been two days. Literally. Two days. No one has patience. <laughs> you think we don't have patience in 2021? Well, they danced twice at a ball. They should be married. <laughs> <laughs> so she decides to write a little letter, um, and then we go to Daphne getting dressed for another ball. It is the first ball of this episode right yep and it is so cute how hyacinth is always watching her in the corner you always see her like just oh you can just tell she I loves her sister i didn't notice that but now that you bring it up mm-hmm. she really looks she, up to daphne she watches her she's always like hanging on the edge of the chair staring at her watching her get dressed and she always has like dreamy eyes so it's super cute so um daphne is trying to decide what jewels to wear um they're her and violet are going b- back and forth like these might make you seem too available these make you look i don't know it just seems like they're mm-hmm. trying to figure out what She's to wear like trying to figure out between rubies or like yeah rich people problems emeralds rubies what are you talking about have so, some cubic zirconia for right you? barely <laughs> plastic <laughs> <laughs> um so then that is when um, the Lady Bridgerton gets the letter from the Queen inviting her for tea. They don't know why. They Violet is shook, though. Yeah, because this is no one ever gets. This is something that never happens. So yes. she's very excited and kind of nervous. But after that, she said, you know what, Daphne, don't worry about your little problems with your rubies and your emeralds because you're wearing the family diamonds tonight. You know how that's that generational wealth. You passing down diamonds through generations, man. Yep. yep. Let me buy some diamonds for my baby. <laughs> um, okay. So we have another flashback, another mm-hmm. baby duke flashback. Oh, these are fun. So this time, it's about two years later, two or three years later, Simon's like six, seven years old at the time. Um, and Lady Danbury mm-hmm. Lady Danbury comes and visits. She thought he was dead. Which is um, ridiculous. Because literally, Daddy Duke was telling people <laughs> he was dead. So Lady Danbury is like, what? She comes in, she's like, oh, so you are alive. She's like, what could possibly be wrong with you that your dad was literally like, yeah, he died, sorry. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, obviously, when he goes to speak to her, she notices he has a stammer. Mm-hmm. And obviously, she's like, this is not an issue. She's like, this is why your dad died? <laughs> Listen, so she starts to tell him about his her own childhood. She was like, I was a very scared child, too, and mm-hmm. I didn't want to speak up. And she's like, and one day I bossed up, and that's what you're about to do. So she's like, you need to not be afraid and get your life together. Yep. She's like, I want it to be where when you walk into a room, everyone's staring at you. Because mm-hmm. they're like, who is that? He is scary. I'm intimidated. Because that's how people feel about Lady Danbury. Mm-hmm. Every time she walks into a room, people literally scatter. Like, the Bridgerton boys are yeah, always like, like, oh, they get, let's get out of here. We gotta get out of here. <laughs> we gotta, she, she's about to talk to us and I'm scared. Um, 
So she basically is like, I'm going to help you through this, mm-hmm. which is what like a good parent would do. Yep. Yeah. Like if old Duke would have taken two seconds to like think. You he could still be great. You could have gotten a coach for your yeah. child. You could have like helped him, got him some He's therapy. Like, nope. Imbecile. He's Can't like, even. <laughs> literally, you're dead. Don't worry about it. You can live here. You and tarnish just... the Hastings name. So ridiculous. Okay. So after our little flashback, we are at the first ball with Duke and Daphne. Um, they're attending as our kind of couple. Yeah, they come in like run one after another. Yep. Mmm, scandalous. <laughs> <laughs> Here is where I would say they're starting to fall for each other for real, for real. Um, they look happy. They look genuinely um um, you can feel the heat in the room, and if you look in that little background, see Nigel. Ugh, Ugh. he's like ass. staring, and I'm like, oh, maybe he'll see that they like are happy together, and he'll just back off. No, no, ma'am. He gives me big <laughs> Peter Pettigrew vibes. <laughs> yeah, I've told you, Wormtail. That's with the Harry Potter connection. <laughs> Yuck. And to make you know, now that all these people are in Harry Potter too, so it's like yes. a whole thing. Well, our next podcast will be on the correlation between Bridgerton and <laughs> Harry Potter. Um, so if Daphne is to get rid of Nigel, she has to work on securing an engagement fast. She is discussing this with the Duke. Like, look, we need to work fast because Antony is dead set on me marrying this guy. Um, so then the Duke, they have a little break and the Duke and um, angry aunt exchange words again. And then we're like, okay, are we having another fight scene? Because every time they get together, it seems like they're just I not really agreeing. I thought they were about to throw down at the ball. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, like oh, Lord. ghetto. <laughs> <laughs> fight the club. <laughs> um, so Anthony once again warns the Duke about courting Daphne when Burbrook interrupts him to speak to Anthony. Um, he's like, look, I'm just making sure we're good on the promise that you gave me. I said, we're gonna ma- I'm going to marry your sister. Are we good? And, you know, the Duke, he is not about to back down, and he's definitely not going to mind his business. So he's <laughs> so he's like, hey, you want to explain why you got a black eye? Um, yeah, because you were careless with Daphne's honor. Ooh, so then that's Anthony a nice is way like, of saying what? You tried to sexually, sexually assault, assault her. Yes, yeah. Uh. <laughs> so um, you can see Anthony, like, immediately switch. Like, you did what? Defending Daphne? Okay, you stay away from my sister. So Anthony is done with Burbrook. This Thank whole Burbrook thing is done. But is it? So we think. <laughs> <clears throat> so, um, after the ball, everyone's leaving. Simon decides, he says to take the air. That mm-hmm. basically means to go on a walk. Mm-hmm. I love I'm gonna it. I'm going to start saying, I'm going to take the air. I love it. When I go on a walk. We'll have to remember when we're ever in a situation where we're happy. I won't you remember. Know. <laughs> I'll take the air. Wait, I'll take the air. <laughs> <laughs> Simon feels like someone's behind him because everyone can feel when a rat is behind <laughs> them. Um, he realizes it's Burbrook. Literally, he's a pest. Like, yep, scurrying in the street, big, just like a rat. Tail, big scabbers <laughs> vibes. Big scabbers vibes. Um, Nigel basically begs the Duke, like, listen, just let her go. You're rich and you're handsome and you don't need her. I'm ugly and old and not let that rich. Let me have this. He, like, he literally says, let me have this. Like, first of all, that's a person you're talking about. Second of all, you're ugly. 
sorry to that man and gross and too old for her yes so the duke refuses he's like go away and nigel goes a step too far farther than he's already gone he starts questioning daphne's pureness he's like oh if you've already had her please let me know i hate men and then he also brings up the duke's daddy issues he's like i know what your dad yeah he's like everyone knows about your about daddy duke and how he only wanted an heir you have no one who loves you in your life and all right so naturally (laughs) simon beats the shit out of him those are fighting words now i was trying to let you go when I first saw this, I thought he was going to kill him, yeah. and it was going to take the show yes! left. I was like, yes, now we have a kill scene. This is how to get away with murder, 18 to 1813. Literally. So he basically just beats him till he's unconscious and leaves yeah. him on the side of the street um, and goes about his business. Nigel should have minded his. Yeah. Mm. Go home. Ugh. <laughs> so after the beating, we <laughs> we dive into another flashback scene um although the duke is not a baby or the simon is not a baby anymore he's about 10 or 11 when danbury presents him unannounced to his father they just show up yep they just popped up good (laughs) so this was an attempt to get his father to see um that he is indeed worthy of the hastings dukedom in the future so daddy duke he looks up Zaddy Duke. Oh my god. <laughs> if he was cute, if he was cute, I would say it like he's that. But he is not. Bitch. <laughs> he looks up um, unfazed and annoyed. He sees no point in this visit, and he, he calls it an unwelcome surprise. Yeah. What an unwelcome surprise! Like how <laughs> you just gonna say that to? I don't know. That's just ridiculous. Put um, that man in jail. He see, you know he sees no point in this visit, and then Simon speaks. He declares. Um, his accomplishments to his father and he explains he said I can write I can ride I can fence I can shoot his so little baby Duke. <laughs> um, he asks you know and then he went on to ask like why haven't you returned in my returned any of my letters I write to you all the time literally hundreds of letters so many letters and <laughs> daddy Duke gets up and he approaches Simon and then Simon stammers because you know that's kind of intimidating also he's pretty young still um, and he, with a straight face, Daddy Duke says, you are my worst failure. And I'm like, that almost hurt more than you're dead to me. Like, he showed you that he can do all of these things. Like, he's very worthy. Um, not that he, he shouldn't even he have shouldn't to have do that. To, yeah. yeah. So. He shouldn't have to. <sighs> In the book, Simon deals with his stammer for the rest of his life. Like, when he becomes very emotional yep. or upset, yep. he stammers. Even in the show, you can catch him stammering, like, one time. Yeah. It's just, like, D- D- Daphne. Yeah. Like, that's it. So, yeah. this is something he works really hard at. Mm-hmm. And for Daddy Duke to just, like, write him off like that, yep. it's like, it's sad. I want that man to die. Okay. Oh, wait, he does. <laughs> he will. Ah! <laughs> So, um, so in the book, they do say, um, his stammer was bad, like, you know, since he couldn't, when he got upset or emotional, he still had a stammer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So then he, when he went to college, they just didn't, he didn't say anything. He just didn't talk. Right. So because people thought he, he was real mean. So they thought he was mean, but then people was like, you know what? I kind of like this guy. He don't say much. He don't bother no one. But when he did have something to say, boy, we listened. He used to drag. Well, listen. Okay. Um... 
we have another scandal sheet from Lady Whistledown. Mm-hmm. Um, she interrupts our flashbacks to ponder why the Duke still hasn't proposed to Daphne, because that's what everyone's wondering. Mm-hmm. Two days ha- later. Y'all have it's been, been two dance- days. Y'all been dancing. Too long. We saw you at the balls together. Y'all together or no? We need to know. <laughs> y'all dating or what? Um, it's literally been two days, though. Yeah. Things move real fast in high society, I'm guessing. Yep. What a life. Uh, well, think about it. You, For the woman, you can't really do anything with a man until you're married to him. Yeah. So, I would have been like, let's get married. Like, let's <laughs> do it. Let's do it. Who? You got it. Let's go. Perfect. <laughs> Small uh, ceremony. Nothing fancy. We're trying to get to the bed. Uh, the next day, the Bridgerton family, they have a super luxe picnic in the park. It's mm-hmm. like they have a a gazebo and there's like tables it's, it's very food and games i'm very, like wow what is this a rich, festival it's very much rich bitch shit yeah um anthony's playing with gregory and hyacinth so cute mm-hmm. big bro mm-hmm. benedict's chilling yep. uh, i like benedict he i like bother, he just be he chilling nobody he just reading a book because listen he's the second born son so he doesn't have the stress of being the first born yep he just gets to do whatever he wants mm-hmm. he doesn't have to do anything and nobody writing Anthony nobody dies. writing about him either right um, so they're just chilling, having a good time. Um, you get to see sort of the diversity of mm-hmm. their area. There's, you know, that's one of the good things about this show. Yep. Um, just a lot of different people. a lot people. of different people. And it's not just like black and white people. It's, it's everybody. People. Yeah. It's very diverse cast. Um, Everybody's just having a good time. Yeah. Promenading, picnicking, yeah. drinking, having fun. The Duke rides up on a horse. Cause that's how they get around. Even though in the middle of a park, it looked very weird. Yeah, you just pulled up. He's on a horse. the only person too that pulls up on a horse. I'm like, it's just you. It's very, where's the horse parking lot? Right. Like, because like, you take, take, who's gonna take this horse? <laughs> like, what's going on? Um. So, oh yeah. So in real life, mm-hmm. Simon. His name's Reggae in real life. The actor is named Reggae, reggae Jean. Jean. <laughs> oh, I love that. Reggae Jean. He uh, actually took horseback riding lessons mm-hmm. for the show. Yep. It was really is, cute. Oh, I did see that video. He said, Instagram. he was just like, he said, he made like a comment saying, like, English horses are different than like city horses. That doesn't make any sense, <laughs> sir, but okay. We'll He's like, you that. can't just hop on no English horse. <laughs> <laughs> they know if you had lessons or not. Oh, got it. Um, so he comes to hang out with Daphne. Um, they're chilling, mm-hmm. you know, doing their own thing. When all of a sudden, who else? Who else could ruin a scene? Mm-hmm. Our pest. Besides Cock- Lord Cockblock. Mm-hmm. Uh, pesty Nigel Burbrook <laughs> stomps forward. He's all bruised. Both his eyes are black. Ugh. He's got a busted lip. He's ugh. It's quite he, grotesque. Yeah, he looks disgusting. <laughs> Um, he stomps up to the Bridgerton's tent, and Daphne's immediately like, what did you do to this man, Simon? Because I already know it was you. She looked at him like, what the fuck did you do? And so Burbrook is like, I got a marriage license, a special license, so I can marry your sister. First of all, it's very, very, very fucked up that a man can just go and be like, I'm supposed to be marrying this woman, write her name down. And now I have a license mm-hmm. to marry you, and you have to marry me. That's weird. Yeah. That's really weird. Like you would at least think that Anthony would have to sign off on it or go to that place with him to get the license. Yeah, I don't. So he's like, "I'm gonna have the diamond of the season, mm-hmm. whether you like it or not. I get what I want. 
Um, otherwise, I'll let everyone know through Whistledown that Simon's already had her, which is it's at not, this point a lie. Yeah. That's at this yeah. point is a lie. Um, so there's a very tense carriage ride home where <laughs> Scrappy <laughs> Ant, <laughs> he wants to challenge Nigel to a duel and Mama Bridgerton's like, shut up, shut up. <laughs> and Daphne's just like, you know what? I'm just going to marry Nigel because he's about to ruin all of our lives. Yep. He's going to ruin all of our lives if I don't just marry him. So I'm just going to do it. And Aww. she's very sad. And I just, when That's I first sad. saw this, I was like, there is no way. <laughs> I'm this like, is kill how this man. This goes down. You know how to handle I was, it. I was like, he's definitely going to die. Yeah. He's definitely going to die. Because, you know, being a Shonda show, I thought I was for sure that. I thought there was going to be a lot more murder yeah. <laughs> in this uh, season than there she was. She was like, no, 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 let's keep it light. Let's yeah. keep it light. <laughs> so in Daphne's bedroom, she is clearly upset. Um, Mama Bridgerton comes in to try to comfort her. She tells her that. You know, it's not always about the marriage. You will find comfort in, you know, keeping up with the house, and then you'll have kids, and you'll you'll you know, find joy in them. You don't gotta you don't gotta even talk to him really like that, <laughs> which is not false. I mean, look at Mama Featherington. Yeah, she don't talk to she not talk to that man unless she asking for money. <laughs> um, and Daphne really only wants the love that her parents shared with each other yeah that same night benedict catches eloise smoking um they have a little heart to heart and i really like these two together they are both not black sheep but just different they have just different they just wants. like do their yeah. own thing mm -hmm. they don't they don't bother nobody right they just go about their business um so we are very much team benedict and eloise um and their heart um they're both so benedict's second mm -hmm. son eloise's second daughter oh so the expectations yeah. on them mm -hmm. are now nowhere near that of antony and daphne yeah but eloise is still expected to oh yeah to she, do her season next yeah yep. Yep. she'll be getting married doesn't matter benedict not so much <laughs> they're like you know do what you want you want to chill hang out man. mess around till you're 30 do do you because so you know nice what you're a guy a yeah so nice to be a man and then speaking of heart to hearts, um, the Duke fights with his friend again, um, Will. Willie, yes. Willie Will. Um, Who I don't feel like ever had a shirt on. I'm I, not complaining. What? I'm not complaining. He only wore a shirt at the wedding. <laughs> I'm not complaining about it. That man's chest is. And there was nothing important to the scene except for they didn't have shirts on. Yep, that's, that's it. That's all that was. Um, we cut to Mama Bridgerton at mm -hmm. the Queen's for tea. Um, she's really nervous, obviously, because it's the queen, but I feel like the Bridgertons are so high up in the hierarchy. I feel like she should be pretty comfortable right. around royalty, mm -hmm. but she's definitely not. Um, oh, also, <laughs> so Violet has to sit there while the queen just gets high as fuck. Yeah. She just is. She's like, more snuff, please. She's snorting a bunch of cocaine. Which of the I highest know, grade, I'm sure. I know it was normal during that period, but Violet, I did not know it was normal oh, yeah. until you told me that. Oh, yeah, it was like really, really normal. But Violet oh. obviously doesn't do drugs, so she's looking at the queen like, okay. What do you want? What do you got to tell me so she's I can get like, on out of here? I didn't here. come here to just watch you get high as hell. Don't tell me that. <laughs> and so the queen finally cuts the chase. She's like, what, What's going on with Daphne? Mm -hmm. Why isn't she married to the Duke yet? Yep. What I don't like to be made to. Like, I, like I'm wrong 
You're mm-hmm. not going to play me like right. I'm wrong. I'm mm-hmm. always right. She's like, I knew that Mozart was going to be Mozart. That was a whole elaborate um, like, girl, metaphor. I'm just Nobody listening like, man. You know Mozart. No one cares. <laughs> I don't know him. She's like... Violet's literally like, oh, well, that's nice for you. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, during their discussion, Mama Bridgerton comes up with an idea um, that only a woman could come up with. She decides mm. that they're going to find some dirt on Barbrook, ruin his life, so then Daphne doesn't have to marry him. And we, I'm here for it. Yep, we we support we support it. Because yes. Burbrook is gross. He's got to go. I'm over it. He's annoying, disgusting, and we're over this whole storyline. So she invites Lady Burbrook to tea, mm. and her housekeeper and maids, they come with her, too. Right. Um, so then... Um, Violet talks with her lady, her um, lady mistress and her people to make sure that they're getting the dirt out of Lady Burbrook's Yes. Lady the maid, house, right? Yeah, the yes. housekeeper and the ladies' maids. Yep. Basically gossip with Burbrook, Lady Burbrook's ladies', ladies maids. maids. Yep, because they're like, let's get some dirt. Yeah. So, turns out, Burbrook has a son. Um, What's that Pusha T lyric? Um, <laughs> you were I were I wasn't high. I don't know. I know Drake's part. I wasn't hiding oh. the world from my son. I was hiding my no. son from the world. Pusha T. Pusha T. <laughs> in his song literally just says, "You are hiding a child." Oh, okay. That's all he says. He says it like that. You are hiding a child. So that's what Burber <laughs> did. He um, he had sex with one of his maids mm-hmm. and then sent them off no funds nothing before the child was even born yeah he didn't get out of here meet the child yeah didn't meet him we don't even know if the child's a girl boy nothing, nothing. yeah so uh, meanwhile lady berber goes on and on about her only son she said god only blessed me with one because perfection had already been achieved like <laughs> girl um she also goes on and criticizes da- uh, daphne and then tells her that Nigel values beauty over accomplishment. Accomplishments being that Daphne is the diamond of the season. So she's basically saying that um, he chose the diamond over a prettier girl. That's a very deep analysis of that. Because I thought that he was saying Daphne's accomplishments over beauty. But then I was like, what has Daphne accomplished? She's great at the piano. Your analysis (laughs) makes more sense. Daphne has accomplished nothing except being able to play the (laughs) pianoforte very quickly. She... She's a composer. She's a composer. She's very, right. yeah, she writes her own songs. Like, we don't discredit Daph, but... That's not what Burbrook was talking about. that's not what Burbrook was talking about. So Violet handle and Violet also handles her annoying son, Anthony. She tells him to butt out, grow up, and get married like the Lord he's supposed to be. Um, and no one's bold enough to stand up to Violet, so he just says... I think he just says, good night. Yep. He literally, like, what else is he going to do? Yep. I'm really happy that Violet is finally taking charge Mm -hmm. and telling Lord Cockpock to kick rocks because he literally has done nothing to help Daphne or their family since the beginning of episode one. Yep. I... I don't know what it is about him. I don't know if he's so absorbed in his own crazy ass life. He is. Or that he just really hates to see Daphne grow up. No, he's been pissed ever since they made him dump Sienna. Yeah. He has not true. been right ever since he had to dump that her. That was his villain origin story. Oh, yeah. God forbid you can't be with... you, But you knew this going into it. You're Lord... You weren't gonna marry that woman. 
Let it go. Help your sister find a, a and let attractive, Sienna move nice on. man. Yep. And leave Sienna alone. You know, who he ends up with. Yes, that'll be the next book, huh? Um, Daphne, so we cut to the next scene. Daphne mm-hmm. is once again getting ready to be out in these streets. Another day, <laughs> another ball. I, like, forgot. So, it's so many balls you forget about. They must be so tired. They have been you to spent at the day. least six balls in the last three days. It's go to a ball, much. go to sleep, wake up, go to the dress shop. Yep. Get a dress. For get the ball. Re- yeah, get ready for the ball. For go the to day. the ball. <laughs> so as Daphne's getting ready, Eloise comes in and she's just like, I don't understand why you want to get married and have kids, Daphne. Mm-hmm. Do you remember when mom gave birth to Gregory? Or how is it? Damn it. I mean, close. Yes. They only a couple years, They're few not years that apart. Far apart. Yeah. Yes. She gave Hyacinth as the youngest one. Yep. And Violet almost dies giving birth to Hyacinth. Mm-hmm. So Eloise is just like, why would you want to do that? Also, that was her eighth child. She didn't need that many yeah. <laughs> Also, spoiler alert, guys, the mortality rate for women in labor and postpartum mm-hmm. hasn't gotten better in 200 years. That's ridiculous. Um... We frequently die in mm-hmm. labor, which, you know, that's great. Awesome. That makes me feel real good. Um, so I could, as someone mm-hmm. who has given birth, mm-hmm. I can completely sympathize with Eloise. When I got pregnant, that was like the first thing I thought of. I was like, mm, I'm going to die. Great. I'm going to die in childbirth because that's what happens to people. Um, Eloise... I, even though she has no experience with it, she understands like parenting and yep. marriage. Yep. They're like really hard. They're hard as hell. Mm-hmm. Um, it's exhausting. I don't think I could. Con- if if someone who didn't want to have kids and didn't want to get married asked me why they should have kids and get married, I don't think I'd be able to convince them to right. do it. I, ah! I love, like I love my husband. I love my kid. Yeah, but that's not a good convi- enough reason. Yeah, but we really love. If you found Eve. if if you found someone you really loved, yes. But is that a good enough? Would that be enough to convince someone who doesn't want to do? Oh, it to do who it? doesn't want? No, no. Well, no. We don't know anyone who doesn't want to do these things, so yeah. it's hard to like think about. But I can understand what Eloise is coming from. Yeah, both marriage and parenting—they're not fun. They can be. I'm gonna get in trouble now. They can be fun. <laughs> I don't have kids. They can't be but fun. I love hanging out with kids that can't talk yet. I love that. <laughs> she don't love she don't love kids that much. She didn't hold my daughter for the first six months of her life. Because she was fragile. Okay. Um, so basically Daphne explains to Eloise that she just wants what their parents had, like a yep. love match. Yep. And I genuinely think that is like that's really what Daphne feels. Mm-hmm. She's like, no, look at our parents. That is something that you should want. Yep. And, I think and, and Eloise is like, isn't it taxing <laughs> to put on this show every day? I'm like, Eloise, all right now. We know, we know you want different like, things. You but you're exhausted. <laughs> and I'm like, we know that you want different things. But your sister truly wants a marriage and kids, so... Yes, so now we are at the ball. Another one. (laughs) These, like we said, these people must be exhausted, but you know what? Um, They've been partying nonstop for days, and it's the London season, so they they do this for what? 
six months like, or so? No, no, no. It's only like three or four. It's like from April to August. Oh, okay. How many months is that? April, May, June, July, August. Five. Oh, that is, yep, that's, <laughs> wow, that's ridiculous. <laughs> but then they probably go on a hide-in or whatever because it's I, winter. That explains why they try and just snatch someone up real quick. Yep. That's a long season. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... Yep, so Simon and Daphne, they dance, and Simon tells her to call him by his name. This is a huge step in this relationship, because, yes. you know, you don't have to keep referring to him as the Duke, or... She keeps calling him your grace. Your he's grace. Like, he's like, call yeah. me Simon. And she's like, ooh, you could call me Daphne. She's like, ooh. <laughs> so this is a big deal in high society England. Um, there's some definite um, sexual tension in this scene, and we are here for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so the episode ends with, ooh, I like this scene. This, uh-huh, scene this is our good. last yes. flashback, and it's not even that far back. I think it's only, because yeah, it must be back. like a week ago or something, maybe right, two weeks. Right, because Simon only came back to London because his father was dying. Yep. So it flashes back to old Duke on his deathbed. Mm-hmm. Thank God. <laughs> he vows, so Simon, he leans, ooh, this scene is so good. He leans <laughs> in real close, and he's like, I will never marry I will never have children. He said, the Hastings line will die with me. Which, if you know old Duke, you know that's all that matters to him is the Hastings line and creating a legacy. Yep. So Simon is taking that away from him. Mm-hmm. It's the ultimate revenge. Um, old Duke is literally on his deathbed. He's dying. He can't speak. I think it's his heart that's failing. Yeah. He says. He says he's happy that Simon grew up to be the heir he wanted, though. Yes, he does say that. Yes, but that's yes, it. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. That's all he's able to get out. The rest of it's just a bunch of, like, wet gurgling. <laughs> that's what our caption said. <laughs> Simon yells at him, speak, speak. See? Which is a beautiful full circle moment mm-hmm. from when old Duke was about to beat Simon when he was four years old. He's screaming at him. He's saying, speak, speak. Yep. And now Simon has, like, reclaimed that power yep and i just i love that for him that's what that old bitch gets i can't i'm so glad he's dying (laughs) sorry but i (laughs) yep so that was a long episode episode. (laughs) autumn damn flashbacks (laughs) um thanks for hanging in there with us um we're going to talk a little bit about this episode's theme it was tension there are all sorts of things happening in this episode that are, you know, causing our characters physical and emotional strain. Yes. Um, let's go over a few tensions this episode. Um, quickly, our Viscount Antony has been irritable, trying to make the right decisions as head of household. And while... failing. Yes. <laughs> and he's still thinking of his past lover, Sienna. So this is causing him to clash a lot with his friends, or his ex-friend Simon. Um, Daphne longs for a suitable partner with it, which is um, that's her number one priority. Yeah, she's worried about a possible marriage to Lord Burbrook because she knows that's not a love match. Yep, and um, she held a lot of stress when she thought of a future life with him. Ugh. Um, Mom Bridgerton is also concerned about her daughter because Antony is literally ruining her life. Mm-hmm. Um, as well as, you know, for most of the episode, she is worried about meeting with the queen, wondering what the queen has to talk about. Yep. Um, obviously the queen is like, fix it. 
mm-hmm. or there's going to be problems. And yep. Violet springs to action right away because Violet is the actual head of this household. <laughs> <laughs> um, we also have our Duke who goes mm-hmm. through a lot of, we see his struggles from infancy to adulthood Yep. with him, you know, dealing with his stammer mm-hmm. and him being sort of abandoned by his father. His yep. mother has died. Um, so he's really trying to get over his daddy issues. Mm-hmm. He's having issues with Anthony, issues with Burbrook. He nearly beats him to <laughs> death. So just a lot of tension. Yep. Um, Oh, and then there's the other type of tension. My my <laughs> personal favorite type of tension, sexual tension. There's a lot of sexual tension in this episode. It's starting, guys. Yep. yep. It only um, gets, it's just going to get more and more. This is the episode where he touches the top of, the back of her neck. Okay, I was going to say, was it the back, was it her, the small he, of her back or she, just the No, t- she okay. has like a little bit of skin showing and he touches mm-hmm. it. <laughs> that was a good scene. Um... Also, you know, asking her to call him Simon. Yeah. And, like, this is when the sexual tension starts. Yeah. It gets a lot more tense, guys. (laughs) Stay tuned. (laughs) Um, Oh, favorite episode. Yes. Favorite moment of the episode. Yes. Um, I get, listen, I already talked about them a lot, but my two favorite scenes from this episode, the common theme is sexual tension. (laughs) That's always going to win out for me. Whatever scene there's sexual tension, that's always going to be my favorite scene. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one, oh, we didn't talk about this in our recap, but when they're promenading mm-hmm. around the park, Daphne asks Simon to fix her glove. Was that the first promenade right before Berber comes in, or was that... Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. And they, he obviously... What? Yeah. I'm sorry, they, they promenaded twice, right? The first time... Was it's it the, the, and then the second time was with the tent when they were hanging on the tent. So this was the first time. It was the first time, yes. Okay. When they're negotiating. Okay. Okay. Yes. Um, he obviously fixes her gloves. Mm-hmm. Just a couple little buttons, but I'm like, and oh. then if you look at the buttons, being annoying as I am, they he didn't button them. No, he just was fiddling <laughs> was like, with them. Yeah, he was just fiddling. He with couldn't them. figure it out either. This, this, I feel like this being my favorite scene just shows you what an old married bitch I am. I'm like, oh, he's fixing her buttons. Oh my god. Um, and the other scene is when Simon tells Daphne to call him by his name. I'm like, so cute. That's like that old school tension. We're dropping the honorifics. We're getting into some real intimacy here, guys. Cloth fix, cloth fixing, cloth yep. fixing, and name calling. Those are like old school intimacies. I'm here for it. <laughs> um, so my favorite moment was when Lady Bridgerton bossed up and took care of her family situation. Um, she knows that Daphne wants to marry for love, and she is determined to make that happy. She also she sees the spark between Daphne and a Duke, even though her and they can't even see it yet. Yeah. Yeah, and then she's like, it's, it's, it has always been the Duke. Mm-hmm. It is the Duke. You mm-hmm. will marry the Duke, basically. And even though she doesn't know about their faux courtship, that she can see. She can see through it. Yes. Um, but yeah, when she found that dirt on Burbrook and got her out of that situation and got her family back on track, I love that scene. Who runs the world? Yep. This is why Takes Anthony, matters into her own hands. Anthony should have just let her mom, his mom handle it yeah. from the beginning. You don't even have to come. Just come to escort. Go. Hey, Why don't you find it. you a wife? Get out of our business. Stay in men's business. <laughs> Stay in Lord's business. 
You up here, you ain't got some papers to sign. Right. Some how are how our accounts make doing? Yeah. We need some new dresses. How are the estates? Ugh. <laughs> okay, guys. It's awards time. Yeah. We are choosing this episode's incomparable. Mm-hmm. Um We had we were torn. Yeah. We were torn this yes, season. Yes. Um <clears throat> I'll just talk about the incomparable and then we'll say who else we thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so this episode's incomparable is Lady Danbury. Yeah. Um, truly a bad bitch. Mm-hmm. She's a ride or die friend to mm-hmm. Sarah. Um, you know, is there for her when she gives birth. And it's still there for her, for her son. Yep. Decades after her passing. Um, she also is the only one who has, like, the balls to stand up to Simon's father. Yeah. She's like, you're dusty, you're mm-hmm. raggedy, your son is amazing, and you're a piece of shit. Yep. And that makes that makes her a winner in my book, mm-hmm. you know? Um, she's also there, like I said, for... Simon and helps him through his stammering Mm -hmm. um and she overall just has all these little lords and ladies shook every time she opens (laughs) up enters a room every time she enters a room everyone's like oh my god don't make eye contact (laughs) she's gonna talk to us and I'm gonna get in trouble and her events are truly the events to be at yeah she hosts a lot she hosts that one ball later in the season and that is a good one she hosts the ladies um ladies night oh yes (laughs) Oh my god! I so can't we'll talk wait about, to that. Talk about yeah, that. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. Ooh, but yeah, they do. okay. And then we were also torn again. Um, we were torn with Lady Bridgerton just for my um, from my favorite scene, her mm-hmm. handling business and really taking the family back and getting yes. them back on track and getting Daphne what she really wants. So she's the true HBIC. Yep, she yes. is a runner up, and I'm sure she will win another episode, but maybe. Probably. Yeah. So. Um, we do our little thing, life in 1813 London. So we do this every episode. We talk a little bit about what life was like in 1813 London and yeah, bear with us, top off your drinks so we can do a little chat about love and marriage in Regency England. So the entire first season of Bridgerton takes place during the London season, Mm -hmm. as we talked about in our last episode. Um, during this month long period, men and women get together um, a few of them with the intention of getting married. Yep. Um, dating and marriage in 1800 England is much different than it is now. Yeah, that was forever ago and was um, in London, so. The number one rule being you can basically never be alone with a man mm-hmm. who's not your family. Yep. Like, you can't be in a carriage together, you can't be in a, a room together, you can't go out and walk alone together. Just don't be alone together Mm -hmm. if you are caught alone with a man you're basically ruined like no other man will ever want to marry you so let's pray that man that you were alone with wants to marry you (laughs) um so this basically means that young marriageable women don't have any intimate interactions with men right before their wedding night yep no kissing none of that right oh (laughs) you can't kiss no hand holding no kissing don't touch don't even look at each other for too long yeah we talked about how they're only allowed to dance twice yep listen and the appropriate approved dances right (laughs) 
So when courting someone, it, it's not like now where you could meet someone at a bar or mm-hmm. out on the street. You're not meeting these people out on the streets. You're getting introduced to someone through a mutual friend. Usually yep. at a ball or an opera or a dinner, something like that. Um, so this is where you see Anthony sort of walking Daphne around these balls. She, he is sort of the middleman between the men that she's meeting and her. Yep. Because he knows all of them. Um, so after that initial meeting where they're introduced Mm -hmm. by a mutual friend, um, the man would usually send flowers the next day, um, and plan to come and see her during the house. It's basically like office hours. Yeah. (laughs) Um, it's like every house with a marriageable lady has hours that callers can come and talk to them when there will be chaperones, mm-hmm. like the aunts or the mother. I don't think it's very typical for the father or mm-hmm. the brother or any men to be there, yeah. which makes it weird that Anthony is there. Yeah, when he came in and they it were makes, like, aren't you supposed, don't you got something to do? Why are you right. here? Yeah. It makes sense now when he comes bustling in on that first day <laughs> and Daphne and Violet are confused. They're like, you're not supposed to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, so during these visits... The guy, he takes her on little dates, mm-hmm. might go for a walk. Um, of course, they're chaperoned. Yep. Um, they might take a ride on a horse or in an open carriage, because you can't have a closed carriage, otherwise you're ruined. <laughs> um, sometimes they might dance at balls, but like we said, no more than two dances, yep. otherwise you're a whore, essentially. <laughs> um, so once the man knows for sure that the woman likes him... Mm-hmm. In this case, if you're courting someone, because um, sometimes arrangements are made, kind of like what Anthony made with Barbara. Yep. But usually once the man knows that the woman likes him, he'll then go to his father. And you're probably thinking, oh, like to get his blessing, how romantic. No. <laughs> it's literally to like draw up a contract, to, like talk money. Yep. We got to talk about the, your dowry. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so this is how much we're paying you to like take care of our daughter. Like, because now she's your problem and we'll never have to worry about her. So Daphne apparently has a very sizable dowry. Yep. Um, Ooh! I'm so, I'm so excited. <laughs> They're about to get married, y'all. Yeah. Um, so, like I said, Daphne has a very big dowry. Mm-hmm. And the Duke ends up refusing it. Yep. Which is not typical. Yep. But I think it really aligns with his character he's a very proud man yeah. very much like i don't need your guys's money i'm mm-hmm. gonna take care of i will take now. she will be taken care of yes so she's very, my that's my lady yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh it was so cute. i can't wait i mean yeah we don't want to look at her as property but it was just so cute how he owned like oh he, yeah when men and women get married so now the man so first of all anthony owns daphne and violet and hyacinth and eloise yep. he owns them like cattle Mm-hmm. When she marries the Duke, the Duke now owns her like a purse. <laughs> like This is my business now. Literally. In the book, they're still trying to talk. In the book, they're trying to like... Actually, I think at one point, Nigel, it, when he's arguing with Simon, is like, I don't consult the cattle when I'm buying livestock. Jeez. I'll shoot you. Let a man talk to me oh like my that. God. Someone's dying today. <laughs> Okay, wow. 
That was that, a long episode. Yes, very long. So thank you for hanging in there with us. That's our show for today. Yep. Be sure to hey, uh, tune in with us next Thirsty Thursday Yay. for more British and hot takes. Yep. And Delicious a non-gin cocktail. Non-gin. We will not be drinking gin next time, guys. Yeah, we might have to fudge where these cocktails are coming we from. We might like, go oh, off yeah, the in, theme. In 1800s, they also like... Margaritas. Va- <laughs> they like margaritas <laughs> and vodka sodas. <laughs> They definitely were drinking a lot of, um... They had some weird drinks, but I guess they drank what was available. I guess. I'm over it. Yeah. So make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and subscribe to our podcast on wherever you get your podcasts. Yes. Yay! All right, thanks, guys.